Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today we are chatting with Marcus Ogden. Marcus is a keynote speaker, an executive coach, and a corporate trainer, and he can be found at marcusogden.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-E-S-O-G-D-E-N.com. Marcus, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. How are you, Sandy? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing well. And I'm really interested, you know, keynote speaker, executive coach, corporate trainer, you obviously have an area of expertise that you excel in. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What what it is that you know so well that you're helping so many people with? I do a lot of things, Sandy, around marketing, sales, and business operations. Uh, I had a very successful, large, eight-figure year construction company between 2008 and 2013, which I unfortunately lost the business in 2013, made some really bad decisions, made some bad mistakes. As a result of that, I ended up filing a bankruptcy in 2013 when I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina to evade all the stuff in Baltimore from my past business. So because of that, and a lot of experience that I have around marketing, sales, how to set up a business, how to maintain a business, how to create a healthy culture, how to sustain a healthy culture, et cetera, we do a lot of work in the area of uh, marketing, sales, and operations for businesses as a speaker, consultant, and a coach. And I imagine that you learned amazing lessons through a very painful process during that time of needing to close down the business. What do you think the most interesting or the most important lesson was for you during that time that you're able to then move forward and share with clients? The main thing I learned is in 2012, I did not listen to my best employee. As a result of that mistake, I ended up filing a bankruptcy because The business got a little bit lackluster. It lost its efficiency and its ability to do work on time and maintain a high level of excellence. And we weren't dependable any longer. As a result of that, the company ended up getting a really bad reputation. That along with a major job for about $4 million, I did about $3 million of extra work, two, $3 million of extra work. And when I was not paid by the developer and contractor, that sent me into a chapter seven bankruptcy. So how does that, how does that information, how do those lessons move forward into the work you do with clients? How do your lessons help your clients now? So my lessons of success, failure, wins and losses, but specifically most the failures and the losses, I'm able to share that with my clients so they don't make the same mistakes I did. I have a lot of clients that are in real estate investing, people want to be speakers, entrepreneurs, executives, and I'm able to share with them a lot of things that I went through in my business success and most of all, again, my failures to help them have action steps, things that they can do so they don't make the same mistakes that I did during my business uh, tenure. So Marcus, how do you 
um, leverage those lessons when working with clients? How do you use that to help your clients grow their business and attain more influence in their industries? So Sandy, I found by sharing my experiences with my clients, it helps them to see what to do correctly, but also what not to do correctly. So it's like when you learn what to do and not what to do from someone who's been through that, it allows you to have a much different perspective and kind of see the broader picture, but also it allows you to see the tactical things you need to get done to stay on the right path. And my clients really appreciate my honesty, my vulnerability, and my authenticity because I always tell them, if you're having success where I had struggles, then we're both winning because my past struggles I've learned from. So now you'll learn from them so you can avoid those potential catastrophes or business pitfalls with your own business. And do you find yourself also coaching them through handling their own mistakes or failures in their businesses? Because that's what business is. It's just a a series of actions and some work and some don't. And Mm -hmm. Even with help, we're going to have things that happen. So do you find yourself coaching them through through that as well? Oh, yes, absolutely, Sam. Because again, sometimes when you go through things, you actually may not get the results that you desire. So you're saying, Morris, I tried this, but it didn't work. Okay, well, tell me, what did you do? Tell me what happened. And let's kind of dig to the real root of what's going on. So absolutely, when people make mistakes in business, It's about learning from those mistakes. Because like you said, we're all going to make mistakes in this. We're all human beings. We all do things correctly and incorrectly. But it's about what mistakes you make. How can you learn from your own mistakes, be able to process them to hopefully not make those same mistakes in the future again? So working with a variety of clients, you Mm -hmm. see them facing many different challenges. Are there some common threads through that that you see that we can all learn from? The main thread I see, Sandy, is people are very much struggling right now more than ever with marketing their business because networking, like we used to do a lot of back in the day, go to events, meet people, shake hands, interact with people very closely, unfortunately has been taken away not all the way, but has been has been had a massive you know, reduction due to COVID. So a lot of people struggle with how to market, how to position themselves. And I tell people there's three ways that you can market yourself. Social positioning, i.e. social media. Number two is networking calls. And number three is referral calls. Social positioning is the cold way. You have to put out a lot of content, a lot of value, be consistent, and you're hoping to draw people's attention over time to want to engage you to ask questions and find out about your business. Number two is networking, which I call the warm way, warmly, where you work in people in your network. You know someone that knows someone else that can refer you to that person, have a conversation, try to move the needle to do business. And then the hot leads is your referral-based business. People that you've worked for in the past, know your quality, know your dependability that can end up telling you who in their network they know that they can say, well, I've worked with this person. I've worked with your organization. 
their five star to make it a much easier, fluid process to get to that discussion about doing business. But again, if you only do one or two, you can see your sphere of influence start to close very quickly. Whereas with social media, it takes longer. But if you are consistent, you can expand your sphere of influence because people get to know you as a thought leader and want to work with you and engage you and have you come and help their business. And I actually have a call right after this with someone who saw my post, who's been following me on LinkedIn uh, for probably about two years, Sandy. And she's asking me to speak with her about maybe coming to speak at Oklahoma State uh, University for a big football camp because she's been watching me on social media now for about two years. I've never met this woman, Sandy, and never spoken to her. But we're now looking to have me come out and speak for them because she became a fan of my work as a, as a poster on social media. Now she's in my sphere of influence. So I tell everybody it can grow substantially through social positioning, but it does take time. So when clients embrace all three of those, when you're working with your clients who embrace all three, are their results different than clients who just choose one or two? Absolutely. I'm seeing about a, when clients embrace all three, they have about a 75% engagement rate for people that actually want to have a first phone call with them, where other clients who pick one or two, somewhere around 30%. And the one that I have to push people for Sandy all the time is social positioning social media, because people sometimes feel uncomfortable. They don't like sharing their information, their experiences. Said, look, I understand this, but in the new world, this is how people are interacting with others a lot of times right now, because it's a safer way to engage people. And they want to have a Zoom call with you and get to know you in that regard. Because unfortunately, due to COVID, a lot of people, even though we have vaccines, getting vaccinated, people are still taking precautions on what they're going to do to engage. So if you can really wrap up that social media one and combine it with the other two, looking at a very nice close rate for first engagement. And I tell you all the time, once someone engages you at that time, the coaching we've gone through, how to talk to them, pattern recognition, how to show your performance visualization to that client, strategy and tactics, all that comes into play. But before that comes into play, Sandy, you have to do what? Get them to want to engage you in the first place. So you were talking about how your clients can grow their influence through using those three strategies. Mm-hmm. Have you been using those three strategies to grow your own influence? Yes, ma'am. I've been doing, I've been on LinkedIn since 2014. About 95% of our business, Sandy, has come off of LinkedIn. I have some very large clients that we're so lucky to have. And without social media, Sandy, there would not be our relationship. For example, one of my biggest clients is a company called Red Gold Quality. They're out of Elwood, Indiana. They are a ketchup tomato-based brand. They're actually the fastest growing tomato brand in the U.S., three times their closest competitor. I met their senior VP. April 2019 on LinkedIn. And it took me seven months, five touch points. In October of 2019, he hired me, spoke with him in January 2020, did a consulting contract with him in, in March 2020, and they renewed it in February of this year. We have had a very successful business relationship with them. 
And Red Gold has had substantial growth since that time in the industry, where now they're number two in our United States of America, Sandy, for most catch-up youth in our country behind hunts. 35% of our nation's catch-up is Red Gold. But I've been helping them with social media, how to help them become more influential. So very much so, we've been doing this networking, referrals, and social positioning, which has helped us greatly, saying, to grow our sphere of influence. So you are very intentional and patient in growing influence. I imagine you have plans for your own influence going forward. What are your plans for growing your influence? So, Sandy, we're looking to really get into the online space and start to really tap into that. We just started in January of this year running ads for the first time, uh, Facebook ads, Google ads. We've had a substantial growth to people coming to our website as a result, especially our keynote speaking and our executive coaching section. We are in the process of tweaking and smoothing out the online things. We have our online products right now to become more streamlined, to create that residual income and help more people who cannot afford our you know, virtual speaking fees, our in-person speaking fees, or our high-ticket coaching. And we're also in a position of starting to start some mastermind groups. You get about maybe you know five to 10 people into a group to do some, some real kind of small group coaching like we're doing for one of our clients, like our client Red Gold. We work with them once a month with three of their groups. Their sales team, leadership team, and some of their owners of the company are all part of the three groups that we do you know, coaching with you know, three times a month through Zoom. So you have some pretty big plans for your influence and you have some strategic actions that you've been putting in place. Do you have any new things that you plan on adding or any um, bigger picture goals further down the line? Yes, ma'am. I'm actually leveraging our ability to market to become partners in different businesses. One of my companies I'm a co-owner of is called Grind Oral Care. It's a toothpaste brand, oral hygiene based out of Salt Lake City. I'm an owner in that organization with my partner, Rajal Gindelsberger, which is, uh, you can go to www.grindoralcare.com. Great product, veteran-owned business. And we've told people that ability to get into different markets for us with the toothpaste, I'm looking at this in now with different athletes, different influencers, it's been huge. And I have a couple other businesses that I'm a co-owner of or part owner of, like Athlete Foundry, uh, some other great organizations in streaming. And I have one that's even doing building some EV charging stations across the country. So looking to continue to leverage those relationships as our brand continues to grow, focusing on the marketing aspect of different businesses that their mission and or mantra aligns with ours. Well, Marcus, this is really interesting. Where can people find you online? They can find us at our website, www.marcusmarquesogden.com. Reach out to us. There's a text me button, chat button on our, on our website. You can subscribe to our newsletter. It goes out once a month. Great value information. Reach out to us, connect with us, or also my email, Marcus underscore Ogden at yahoo.com. Again, connect with us, reach out to us. We're always open to have a discussion and just dialogue with anybody. 
Well, thank you so much, Marcus, for sharing today, showing us how you're using your influence to help other people grow their influence. Love that ripple effect there. Appreciate your time being on the show. Thank you, Sandy. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.